God bless you, saints. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. I'm going to wait a few more minutes, maybe about a minute or two. Um, we ask you to turn your Bible tonight while we're waiting on Second Chronicles. And, uh, yeah, Second Chronicles. And um, it's 14th chapter, I think it is here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, this would be... Um, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. I was talking to God all day, or not all day, but a good bit of the day. And um, we're going to attempt to go into... Second uh, Chronicles, and I believe it's 14th chapter. It's about for my people that are called by my name. Amen. I think that's 15, 14. Let's see one more. Hold on. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the Holy Ghost and fire. God, keep us in perfect peace with the mind that stayed on you. Father, we thank you now for this day, um, this day that will never come again, this day that you've blessed us with, this day that you've held us in the palm of your hand, um, in Jesus' name. And also ask you, God, to hide me um, within your word. Hide me so that I can't be seen. Hide me in a place that I just need a relationship and hear words from you, not from Glenda. So hide Glenda behind the cross. Hide Glenda in a place where I cannot be found at this time where the invisible becomes visible in the spirit realm. And we thank you now. We bind the adversary and every imp, every devil at every level. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do tonight. Because tonight we need you more than any other night. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Um, okay, I got it. The second chronicles, uh, it would be the eighth chapter, and we're going to start at about the twelfth, or no, let's go the thirteenth verse. Amen. Amen. I'll say that again. We're going to start at Second um, Chronicles. Um, 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 let me see. No, it's not eighth chapter. I'm sorry. It's the seventh chapter. Please forgive me. Um, the Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, and we're going to start at the. 
um, the, let's see, okay, 12th chapter. My Bible heads up this particular um, section as God promises to answer all of the prayers of his people. Amen. And again, my section of this Bible here, this is the Dakes, D-A-K-E-S Bible. It says that God promises to answer all of the prayers of his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I often think about what's going on in the world today. First of all, there's a spirit of division within not just our country, but within the world. Um, Iraq is, and Iran is upset with each other. The China has, has some issues. Russia has some problems. So God is interested right now to know, recognize what's going on in the world. Um, he says in the word, he says that um, uh, um, for my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. Amen. And so God knows what we're all going through and all that is going to come to through in this area. The Bible talks about uh, war and war, rumors of war um, in diverse places. Um, People will be hungry and no, there will be no food to eat. Um, and uh, the Bible now is revealing itself in a way that even a blind man at, at, uh, at certain extent can reveal itself to see that all these things are happening. Here last night in our country, the United States, and between Louisiana and a part of Texas, there was a massive tur- um, hurricane, and um, the winds uh, was estimated at 150 miles an hour in some places. It was dev- devastation and destruction. So here, as well, and in the United States, in certain parts of um, California, there are fires that... Uh, all over the place, and um, they have to come and try to fight them or bring big buckets of water to um, try to cool them down. Um, whether it's in Florida, where they have a one of the hot spots for the pandemic, or in uh, Texas, again, portion of bad weather as well as the pandemic. Um, um, as um, almost all of the other countries, not all of them, but have pretty much have overcome the pandemic, but there's some countries that are left, so we know that God knows is what's going on in the world today. And if this has never been a time for praying, I don't know what it is. If this is not a time where we can check ourselves to know um, that God 
himself is is in the um the business of um knowing who he is amen praise the lord um i want you to know that god himself is preparing his We have to be prepared for everything that's coming. And one way of preparation is learning to pray and having a relationship with Christ. Because um, the first thing Christ established was um, the family. And then he established his church. So we must have a relationship with Christ. Amen. So um, let's go ahead and start. Amen. Yes, sir. All right. Again, we're starting here at Second Chronicles. Okay. Verse uh, the 8th um, chapter. No, that's sorry, seventh chapter, and um, at the eleventh verse. Amen. Um, I wish if somebody would read, uh, unmute yourself so I can make sure you can hear me. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. Okay. All right. And it says this. Okay. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came unto Solomon the king. Solomon was considered one of the wisest men that God had created. Solomon's heart, he made it in the house of the Lord, in his own house, and he prospered. And his own house, and he prosperously affected. Verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon. So once Solomon finished building the house of God, once Solomon completely finished the decorations, the building, the, the lanterns and everything, and and God was approving of it. Then God came, he said, and God came and appeared to Solomon. 
um, by night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayers, and I have chosen this place for myself, um, the house of sacrifice. In other words, you've come, so now God's coming and talking to Solomon and said, I've heard your prayers, and I have come down, I've come down uh, to this place because of your sacrifice. Yes, sometimes it is a sacrifice um, in the house of God to do things. Um, but we walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes it becomes a sacrifice when we can be doing other things and going other places. But because God loved us and he has now sacrificed this house, this place, this special place for Solomon. It says a place to myself for and the house of sacrifice. And now begins, he gives this word specifically to Solomon. And God says the word, he says, if I shut up the heavens, if I shut up, if meaning it is a, um, it is a question. It says if means I can do it or I cannot do it. It is a preposition. It is requiring an answer um, to Solomon. Okay, if. He says, so if you turn away and forsake my statutes and command those which set before you and shall go and serve others uh, and worship, uh, that I will bless you. So, so God's telling us, the people, that this is only unconditioned. I've opened the door. I've made a preparations of a place to sacrifice, to worship. Um, and if you do those things, I'm going to come. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to offer to you. I'm going to open, uh, making a way of a safe for you, um, because God loved us so much. And he gave Solomon the wisdom to build the structure. And I'm sure while he was building the structure, him and not what the other people, that Solomon was praying and asking in God, now I don't understand this, but you have told me to do this, Solomon, uh, God, so I'm doing it with all my life. So when God gives us something to do, that with all our might, we have to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost and do those things that he has called us to do. Okay. Um, it, says, it says, and I have heard thy prayers. Solomon, I've heard your prayers. Solomon, I've heard the prayers of your people while you're building your building. Solomon, 
You might not have understood, but you still did what I told you to do. And because of this, he's coming to you and saying to you, if, if, if it is a contract, you do this, I do that. If you don't do this, I don't do that. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. Somehow, there are times in our lives that God shows up um, um, spiritually for some people more than others. Okay. But this particular time, God came to Solomon by might. A lot of times we do a lot of, when we do a lot of praying, we do a lot of fasting, we do a lot of uh, communicating with God, uh, trying to understand what he wants us to do. God comes to us. Sometimes when we're in a sleep, sometimes we're in a dream state, sometimes that because you have so much to do during the day, um, that even when, when he's de- dealing with us, we cannot hear. So he'll come sometimes clearly more by night, okay? That's why some people have are dreamers, um, because God deals with them in the realm of the spirit uh, more so um, at nighttime, okay? It comes during the daytime, but a lot of times, I don't know, maybe because our minds more relaxed um, and rested, that we can hear more from him. So he says, I have come, and I have heard your prayer, and I have chosen this place. I've I've chosen this particular building. I've chosen this Ephesus, this house of sacrifice. And that's what the church is supposed to be, a place of sacrifice. That we just don't do the ordinary, but we do and strive to do the unordinary. Again, 13 says, and if I shut up heavens, that there be no rain. So he's letting you know that um, he has the power. He has the power to shut up heaven. He has the power to stop and tell the sun to stand still. He has the power to break every chain. He can do anything. Why? Because he is God. So he's reminding Solomon that he is in control. God is in control of everything in our lives. God is in control of every situation. God is in control of death. God is in control of life. God is in control of confusion. If he chooses to have things to be in confusion. He, the Bible says that he is God. He is Elohim. He is sovereign. Sovereign means he is the supreme being. He is El Shaddai. He is God. More than enough. Well, this same same entity, this God, came down and began to talk to Solomon and say to him, If I, if God, if I shut up heaven, 
that there be no rain, okay? Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, okay? Or if I send pestilence, okay? So he says here, uh, if I send these things, if I send locusts, this locust is almost like a, it's like a plague. It's like a little small, a lot of small creature, uh, small creatures that comes to consume crops. It consumes uh, fields of corn. It consumes those things, but it does it only at the command of God. So he says, now, if I command the locusts, the animals that has no brain, but nothing, only everything moves by the power of God. But if I um, send the locusts, these creatures, on the land, okay, or if I send pestilence, if I send destruction, if I send wars and rumors of wars, if I send um, a whirlwind of fire. If uh, if we have another one of those days where, in the middle of the day, the the night just shuts down and the creatures, the, um, the the critters start chirping. He says, "I'm letting you know that I'm God, and that I can do anything. That if I send among my people these things." Okay, so he's saying, I'm sovereign, I'm in control. Nothing happens except it happens unless I allow. And this is the same God that came down and spoke to Solomon and said to him, I've heard your prayer. So what more? Can anybody else do when you hear God saying to you that I can come down and I hear your prayer? Okay. So now this is before the resurrection. So now what more do you think that we have now to work with since God has come on the earth? Um, um, uh, fed uh, the five thousand um, wrought many miracles. Uh, um, got on the cross and died, and uh, get up on the third day and came back to Father the, the Son and said, "I have to go away, okay, so I can send my Comforter." Okay, so we're serving the same God, and if I send pestilence. Just like this um, virus that we have now, it's a pestilence. It's it's a it's a thing that only God has allowed to happen. Not cause, but He allowed. Okay. Um, so I believe that God's trying to t- talk to His people, talk to the church. God's trying to talk to the unchurched. God's trying to. T- talk to people so they don't end up in hell because they will surely there is a heaven there is a hell 
And he's trying to give us an all a chance to be able to do what he told you to do. Okay. He doesn't tell us to be perfect. Okay. But he is giving us an opportunity. In this pestilence, in this virus, in this fires in, 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 um, in California, uh, in this uh, thing that's happening in Texas, and they were having thousands of people are dying every day. In Florida, pestilence and people dying uh, every day, like 10, uh, uh, 1,200 people different states at different times, different levels, different countries, uh, and he has not allowed anybody to escape, whether it's the American Indian, uh, whether it's um, the black or the whites or the Hispanics, the Jewish, the Gentiles. God has allowed all these things to happen. Okay? That's what he says. Um, but if my people... He says, here's the word, contract. If my people, which are called by my name, should humble themselves and pray. Now God is talking to, right now, to Solomon. And he's telling him the contract or the conditions of um, he would do if his people, his church, his gathering, his saints, and he says it. He says they're called by my name. So he's not talking about um, the unchurched. He's talking to the church. Okay. And these are three conditions. Okay. God wants us to humble ourselves pray seek God's face turn from their wicked ways one let's dip, let's deal with the word humble humble means haughty humble means not being mean nasty aggravating want everything their way he says Church, I want you to humble yourself. Everybody, humble yourself. Sometimes we can see everybody else, but we can't see ourselves. But God's talking to the church at this particular time. He's saying, if my people, if my church, if my people that I'm, I love, I came down and I died for, but if my people who are called by my name, so he's talking to the church. He's not talking to the unchurched. He's not talking to animals. He's not talking to the buildings. He's not talking to um, marketplace. But God's talking specifically in this chapter, this particular verse, um, if my people. So does that mean... Um, that the church needs, have some issues? Yes. Does it mean that God recognized that we're doing some things that are wrong? Yes. Um, because 
if um, if were not so, God would not have wrote had this written. Okay, all the Bible from the beginning of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, everything is written under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Whether it Matthew wrote it, Mark wrote it, uh, um, um, you know anybody, uh, Paul, uh, Silas, uh, um, all these scriptures are written under the unction of the Holy Spirit um, uh, for uh, us to read. Okay, um, so no matter what book it is, no matter what chapter it is, everything is written under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Whether it's in Exodus through wrote Moses or uh whether it was in Ruth uh, uh when she was upset because she had lost her children or uh whether it was in um Joshua when Joshua decided he wanted he'd come into him told him and said, God, if you can just uh just hold the earth, the universe to stand still till I win this battle. Okay. So um, the Word of God is written by the unction of the Holy Ghost. Okay. So he says now, first, I want you to be humble. I want you to be humble. I want you to be humble, kind, considerate, loving, understanding. Um, and, um, because it is an attribute of Christ. Okay. And because you're supposed to be made in the image of me, then therefore we must learn to be humble. Sometimes it's not, it's not easy it's to be humble. Sometimes it's downright hard. Okay. But because the word said it, we have to do it. That's the bottom line. Because the word said it, we must do it. Amen. Okay. So, he said, if if you're humble themselves, the church humble themselves, and pray. Pray. When we were growing up in, in um, years ago in church, um, the church would have prayer time. Some churches would have prayer time uh, first thing when we go in the building. Some churches um, would have church um, like right after the sermon. Or sometimes uh, we'd have nights where we would just shut up in the church and just pray. Um, that's why the old church was strong. Um, that's why the church was full of power. Um, it was, that's why the church could deal with great issues. Um, because we are praying. We're interceding. We're going to God on behalf of the church as well as the people in the church and our family members, our co-workers. Because it's something about prayer. Prayer means I get, sit down or 
lay in my bed or however God tells you to do it and pray. And pray till something happens. People say, how long? Or don't take that long. Well, it might not take long for you, but sometimes people um, people are called to different ministries, and especially if you're called in um, a ministry of prayer especially. Now, all of us are called to pray, but some of us are called to pray as an intercessor or prayer warrior. Okay. Because um, this strengthens the church, this strengthens our home, this strengthens our family, this strengthens so that when you run into people into the church, into uh, at school or uh, at the grocery store, God will open a door that you might be able to minister to people. Why? Because you are prayed up, you're fasted up, and you're ready to do the will of the Father. How long must you pray? Pray until the Holy Ghost leads you. Don't just pray um, for a few minutes, sometimes on your own by yourself. Because that's how we get up. That's one of the ways, one of the strongest ways that we um, build a relationship with Christ, that we pray. Actually, one scripture says this, to pray without ceasing. Now, it's not saying that you're going to pray all night long, all day long, day after year, year after year, okay? But we have to have wisdom. If we go into the um, the the hospital and uh, the person is getting ready to go to surgery and uh, the nurses are there and the doctors are there for you to jump up high and hell and scream and stuff like that, uh, I remember one story, it says that God's not deaf. No, God is not deaf. Okay. So we have to have have wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the first thing. And wisdom was right there when God created the universe. That's how um, important wisdom, okay, wisdom, uh, being wise. Um, uh, in the things of God, being wise in the things even of the world when it comes to making money or um, taking care of your family or uh, uh, because it takes wisdom to be able to do those things, okay? For example, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. When God created the, he- the heavens and earth, Wisdom was, I believe, was sitting right next to God. Why? Because wisdom came in order. The first day, once he spoke the world into existence, the first thing he he spoke, um, one thing to happen the first day, he spoke something the second day to be created. He spoke something the third day. So wisdom was right there as God, he spoke things into existence. So it's important to have wisdom, especially uh, when you pray, how you pray, who you pray for, and those kinds of things. Um, Because even in prayer, we must have a strategy. The enemy is strategy uh, against us is to stop us from praying. Okay? 
So, therefore, we must have a strategy to pray. When you don't know how to pray, when you don't know what to pray for, um, then you go ahead and open your Bible and open your Bible and begin to speak the words out loud because you are now speaking God's words and eventually you'll be going, begin to speak, uh, into God, into your heavenly language. So there is a strategy of prayer. And we can't be so, um, so comfortable in prayer. Because when you're comfortable in prayer, that's when you fall asleep in the midst of your prayer. Amen. Because you don't know what God's getting ready to do or to birth something in your spirit to do. Whether it's a job or whether it's to pray for somebody or to go by and see somebody. So we have to have a strategy in prayer. And then we have to be able to, at some points when you get to a particular level in prayer of growth, the enemy watches and he begins to realize. So we always have to be able to shift in the spirit realm, uh, in the realm of prayer. Because when the enemy comes, he will come to strategize to stop you, to block you, to hinder you, to hold you down, um, sit on your neck if need be, because the enemy does not want the church to pray. The enemy does not want the church to succeed in the battle of prayer. The enemy does not want to get a, a prayer through so that God will answer the prayer, okay? Um, because when God gives an answer, he re- brings it from the spirit into the natural. So it's important to pray. It's important to strategize. It's important to be able to, um, for when the enemy comes, to shift into another level of prayer. Um, it also recognizes that as as a person of prayer, there are times even in your prayer life, um, all of a sudden, even your tongues change um, because God is shifting you in the atmosphere of prayer so that you can go up a little bit higher or strategize so the enemy can't come and steal your thoughts. Because even in prayer sometimes, the enemy will come and you'll be praying and praying. Close your eyes and then you forgot even what you're praying for. Why? Because the enemy is sitting there and wanting to snatch your dreams, snatch your prayer, snatch everything come, uh, coming um, because he doesn't want God to bring this thing on the earth so that it will manifest itself. Okay. Again. So we must strategize and pray um, uh, for the people of God. But the first thing he wants us to pray for ourselves, okay? So you can pray for other people, but never, um, and I say, I don't say never, I can say this, that before you go to God for somebody else, You go to God for yourself. God, forgive me 
for my shortcomings. God forgive me for my thoughts. God forgive me for things that I should not said. God forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Purge me. David said, but don't take your spirit away from me. So don't go into prayer initially without going to God for yourself, your downfalls, your shortcomings, your aggravations. Uh, go to God before uh, for yourself so that you're clean, clear, you're clean, and now you have a pathway, a direct pathway to God for somebody else. Amen. So, and it, that's why he said, for if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves. So you, you humble yourself, okay, and pray, okay. Uh, pray and seek my face. Now, the word seek means look for. It's like that little game we had when we were little. Um, high, go, high, go, high and seek. We would seek. One person would start counting one to ten, and all the other kids would start hiding. We would go maybe hide behind the barn or hide in the cornfield or hide the other places. And so when he would count to ten, and he said, um, I'm coming, and then that person begins to seek out and find everybody in the game, okay, um, and stuff like that. And if they get caught, um, uh, they be put out. So God is asking us tonight to seek his faith. He's not telling us at this point to tell us about seeking for a car, seeking for a house, seeking for uh, those things. Right at this particular time, God is saying to us, seek okay, my faith. For when we seek God's faith, he'll bless those things that he desires for us to have. He said, seek my face. Look for God. He said, preacher, how do I look for God? You look for God by talking to God, telling him everything, giving your intimate secrets. God, um, teach me how to be a better person. God, wash me. God, I just, you know, and we have to learn to live every day as if, as if it is your last day, I've discovered that when you live every day as if, if your life day, every day, then it pushes you, it shoves you towards a closer relation with Christ. Um, and that's what God wants us to. He says, come and seek my face. Church, come find me. Church, come seek me. Church, I need to talk to you because I died on a cross for you. Okay? Come back. And all I want is for you to come to me, give your life to me. Okay? Uh, acknowledge that you've been sin and fallen short and give yourself in a repentant way to God. And then it makes you want to look for him. How do you look? Search your Bible, learning your scriptures, um, uh, learning your psalms, um, 
um, learning, um, reading books about uh, Jesus and and how um, to have a closer walk with God. Um, and that's why he said, seek ye first. So when I seek God first, then God's going to bless, whether it's financially, physically, uh, uh, socially, um, spiritually, um, because everything in our Bible is parallel. Okay, So when we do those things, when we seek his face, not his cars, not his houses, not his um, um, uh, mansions, um, he says, when, seek, when you look for me, when you get in your word, when you know your word, when you begin to say, God, I need help, help me from my own self, deliver me from my own self, you are now seeking to be a better person. You're seeking to have a closer walk with God. You're seeking God. Because if I die down tonight, where would you end up in eternity? Not mama them, baby them, not other people. But if you die tonight, where would you be? And that's why it's important to seek the face of God. That's why he talked to the church first and said to him, um, if my people. So he's talking to his church. He's talking to his ecclesia. He's talking to his outpouring. He's talking to the his apostles, his preachers, his teachers, um, um, his pastors, um, his lawyers. He's seeking. He's calling his church, whether you're a, law, a lawyer, a doctor, a, a maid, a, a beautician, he's seeking his people, okay, because he wants his people right. That's what he wants. He wants his people to be white. I'll read that again, 14, one more time. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, my God, and pray. Now, again, they always ask you, well, how much praying it take? Like I said, the scripture says this, man shall always pray and not faint. Now, you're not, you're not going to be praying all day long out loud, this, that, and other. But there are times in your, in your spirit you can mutter, you can repeat, you can, um, those kinds of things. So that's what he meant by man shall always pray. Okay. Um, themselves and pray and seek my face. Again, he's asking him, us to seek God's face, not voodoo. Not Allah. He says, come to me, children. Seek my face, big word, and turn from their wicked ways. I used to just go right past that scripture all the time. So, now, if I'm already, I'm all in the will of God, that I don't never make mistakes, I said to myself, why would God 
say to the church, say to the church, um, it says, turn from your wicked ways. Turn. Turn. And it's not just to turn to the right, turn to the left, turn to the back, and to turn this. No. Turn requires a 360 degrees circle. Again, um, turning requires that we have a 360 degree circle. Again, a turn represents a 360 degree circle. Um, and no longer doing the same thing. No longer doing what you used to do. No longer making the same mistakes year after year after year. He said, and when the church, okay, will turn 360 degrees, okay, uh, and pray, seek your faith, turn from their wicked days, church, their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will, I will forgive their sins. So he comes down and he begins to talk about what God's getting ready to do. And he says, when the church turns from their wicked ways or a 306 degrees circle, Okay. He said, and when you do all that, not a half a circle or a quarter of a circle or a quarter of a quarter of a circle, he said, but when um, my church, my, my preachers, my pastors, my leaders, my apostles, he said, but when my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, no matter whether they got caught or not or whether they don't know or not, but when I turn, when you turn from your wicked ways, okay, he says, then, then will I heal their land. Maybe that's why the the country, the United States, maybe that's why uh, England and France and Ireland and Jamaica and Africa, maybe this is why that God has allowed all these tragedies, uh, fires and storms and tsunamis and hurricanes. Um, um, there has never been a time in the United States where um, there was when um, two hurricanes came together at the same time near the same place. Never, never, ever, ever. There's never been a pandemic like it has never been. There's never been these many fires consistently this early in the fire season. So maybe this is why God's saying, if my people, the church, um, would turn from their wicked ways 320 degrees, then I will come down and I will heal your land. And this is why we need to have a 
consistent prayer life. Um, and it is important. There are certain things that we have to do consistently and with a passion for God. Yes, we have to praise God like we're just crazy. We're just wild. We're just, we, because God gave us life, we have to praise Him. We have to honor Him. We have to adore Him. Yes, we do. But I believe, ladies and gentlemen, another thing that we really have to step into the realm of the Spirit is having a relationship with God and turning from my wicked ways and seeking his face. Okay? Because what's the point? You can jump and jump and jump and praise and praise and holler and scream. But if we don't turn, if we don't completely make a U-turn, we're just wasting our time. We're just wasting our energy. And we wake up and you're you're 80 years old and, and then you realize you've wasted your time because you have not committed ourselves uh, emotionally, spiritually, and financially connected to God. And who knows whether uh, this is the reason the world today is is in this condition. But we know God is a God that sits high and looks low. Um, He's the same God that will answer prayer. He's the same God that came back um, uh, into Exodus and he came and brought him out of bondage and and put him out there in the desert um, um, for a long time. In the midst of it, um, they were grumbling and complaining, and they didn't understand this. I might as well stay back there. At least I had food to eat. At least I had this. So sometimes we complain, um, maybe because we don't understand. Sometimes we're just spoiled. Sometimes we're spoiled in the things of God, and we want it now. Um, that commercial says, I want it, I want my money now, and I want it now. Well, sometimes I believe um, a lot of Christians are spoiled um, in things of God, like people that live on the street that don't have a home to live in or a house to live in. Um, um, but people of us, some of us have houses, and we're not comfortable um, not being thankful for the things of God. So sometimes... As men and women of God, we're spoiled. And um, we don't consider that God, whatever God does for us, he does it not because he needs to, but he does it because he loves us. And when he loves us, he makes a way for us. When When he loves us, he makes a way out of no way. When he loves us, He opens doors for us that were shut. When he loves us, no matter how we act, no matter what we do, when we repent, God forgives us. Okay. So we have to understand that when we repent, when we turn around, when we seek the faith, because he says, seek my faith. He didn't say he speak, uh, uh, seek, um, I can say Allah, Buddha, um, 
um, these other religions. But he said, seek my face then. So that word then means timing, timing. So it is always important to know the timing of God. Sometimes we pray and pray and pray and it don't happen. Maybe it's just not the timing of God. Because again, in the Bible it says this, that in the beginning God, that means time, 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 time. Um, it might be uh, not time to get that new car. It might not be time to get married. That might not be that time to get that new job. It might not be time um, because there's a difference between uh, perfect will and submissive will of God. Your perfect will is the time, the day, the tower, the salesman who's got the car for you and all the things attached to it. Or the permissive will is you've begged God, you've aggravated them. You said, let me just go ahead and give them what they want. Okay. And that is permissive will. So we have to be in the timing of God. We have to seek his face. We must turn from our wicked ways. He says, and then you will hear from heaven. So this lets us know that God... Is letting, uh, allows us to know that when we do that, that he, we will hear from heaven. Okay. Um, maybe that salesman's not born yet. Um, not that granddaughter's not, not grown yet. Maybe that one that's going to take care of you the rest of your life, she's not saved yet. So it is good to be in the perfect will and the perfect timing of God. Okay. Um, and says, and he says, and then he also, he says, he will forgive us. And he will heal our land. Now, what do you mean, heal our land? Healing lands could be financial lands. Um, healing a land could be your physical body. Healing land could be your job. You need a new job. Healing a land could be you might have adopted a child or you wanted to adopt a child and God's opened doors. Whatever your healing land is, he said to us in these scriptures that when we um, um, turn from our wicked ways, seek his face, okay, and he will Heal our land. Like Solomon. Solomon was a man that had everything he wanted. Everything you thought he thought he would want. Solomon had, if you church, church the scriptures, he had between 800 um, wives. And who wasn't wives, the others was girlfriends. He had animals of all types. He had money. He had pleasure. But even that, Solomon said to himself that those things don't please him. But the thing that pleased him the most was his relationship with Christ. And when we get in that place that we do what God calls us to do, say what he tells us to say, walk like we want us to walk, treat people like we want us to be treated, God will give us the desires of our heart. Not this is just 
are only emotionally, financially, spiritually, because God is in the business of healing all of our land, fulfilling all our desires. When we do what God has called us to do as a people of God, we have to learn to pray for our nation, pray for our president, pray for changes in our lives. Because we don't want our lands being in a place where kids are hungry, people are hungry. People would never say or think that people in the United States of America going to bed at night that are hungry or standing in line to get food. But God himself, um, God, the God of God and King of Kings has allowed these situations to happen. But when God's people that are called by there's his name, would humble them say, please, um, uh, don't be hateful, don't be mean, don't be backbiting, don't just, I mean, he says he's crying out. He wants to help us. But God loves us unconditionally. No matter what country, no matter, no matter what universe, we don't know whether there's other worlds out there. We don't know those things. But we know that God has made a way of escape for us when we seek his will, when we stand in the gap, when we pray, when we seek his face. He said he will heal our land and he will make a way of escape for all of us. You say, how do I say that? Why do I say that? Because the word says it. And the word does not lie. No matter what's happening in your life, fear not. Trust God. He will make a way of escape and he will provide all of our needs. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the fresh fire. We thank you for holding us all day long, all night long. Because we could not have been alive even this very moment, this second, this hour. We could have not even made the day, but you have kept us for such a time as this. Like in the book of Esther, Esther says, who knows if we are called to this kingdom, the kingdom of God, for such a time as this. So we thank you. We bind the adversary and every imp in the name of Jesus. We bind every warlock, every spirit, not like God. We bind him up. We send him back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. We bind every adversary, every territorial demon, every spirit, not like God in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit, every devil at every level. Go back to the pit of hell from whence you come in the name of Jesus. And we thank you now. We thank you, God, because you are the resurrected Savior. We thank you now, God, that you saved us and, and fill us with the Holy Ghost. And, God, those things that we're short, short in, God, save us all over again. God, I pray for you every, I pray every day, save me all over again. Wash me all over again. 
cleanse me all over again. God, that I, one day that I might see you in the name of Jesus. God, cover our children, our children, our extended family in the name of Jesus. We thank you now, God. We praise you now, God. We adore you now, God. God, we pray for our preachers, our pastors, our teachers, our apostles, everybody, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. God, make a way for this nation. God, make a way for this world in the name of Jesus. God, your word said, put me in me, my remembrance of my word. So, God, I remind you what your word said, God. You said in your word, God, that if I could just find one. So, God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you will do what your word says, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for our father Abraham, the seed of a seed. And God, remind you, God, that we are the seed of Abraham. We thank you with the seed of Joshua. Oh, God, we thank you now. And most of all, God, I remind you, God, in the book of Joshua 10, God, we thank you now that Joshua fought all night long. And the sun was going down. But God, Joshua, came to you in your word and said, God, if you could just the sun, that the sun stand still. And God, you heeded the voice of a man's heart. So we thank you now for that man's heart in us, God, to do what you called us to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. So we thank you, God, for the word. We thank you for the prayer. We thank you, God, because you have opened doors for us. We thank you for communications. We thank you for what you're doing for us even right now. Thank you, God. We thank you for the open doors. We thank you for miracles. I thank you for my new open door, God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for friends and family members. I thank you, God, because... Even though we might be separated, God, you're now putting us all together in the spirit. God, you're teaching us, God, how to honor your name. You help teaching us to know how value it is just to go into the house of God again. Our God, and we pray for senior citizens. We thank you, God. God, we thank you in the midst of this, God. That God said, ah, oh, God, oh, shanaman sake, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray for our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. And even, God, if the world lasts long, I thank you for the unborn grandchildren that I might never see. God, but the seed of Abraham will sit in them, reign in them, and anoint them to preach the gospel like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank God for tonight. We thank you for his word. We thank you, God, because we know that you are available for us. God, thank you. So we thank you for tonight's service. We usually have it every Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Amen. We thank you for ELR Ministries. Um, We thank you for um, prosperity. uh, Apostle Erica, awesome. We thank you for um, Jack. We thank you for everybody uh, that's deal- that works with us in the ministry. I thank you, God, because it's not about a building, but it's about Jesus. Because we don't know. I thank you, God, that you have He has opened doors for us, and 
uh, when we check our log for our 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 camp, we discover that uh, we have regular visitors from um, Ireland. Every time we get on the line, there's uh, there's visitors from England, Ireland, Jamaica, France, Africa, certain parts of Africa. Uh, we thank you for Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Um, we thank you, God, um, for all these things that you've opened doors. Um, so we don't know. We're doing what we're doing because God has called us to do it. Amen. I thank you for opening the doors for us. Um, we thank you, God, um, for the soon risen Savior. Um, we thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, if there's anybody who wants to say anything right now, you're free to. And if not, we'll go ahead and close out. Amen. Amen. All righty. We're going to go ahead and close out. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the Lord. We thank you for other people on the line. Um, I thank you because I look at the call log right now and the other people. And we thank you, God, that the word of God will be spread abroad. And um, it's not about anybody else but other than you. God, this world needs you. This nation needs you. God, this planet needs you. But you have created this. You have done this. You are in charge. So in everything, God, we give you thank you. In our storms, storms, our rages, we tell you thank you. In our shortcomings, we tell you thank you. God, we repent for everything in the name of Jesus. For if we die tonight, God, we ask you that we would come home to see you. In the name of Jesus. All my grandchildren, God, save them. All our great-grandchildren, save them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, good night, saints. God bless you. And we'll see you next Thursday night. Again, we have a service on Tuesday night, um, 9 o'clock. We'll have a service on, um, I think it's Monday night. Um, it will be um, Apostle Tate um, and some other ones on the line. Amen. So, um, saints, uh, it's a pleasure to do the will of God. Y'all have a good night now.